this is Kim from 68 Creep, and you're listening to the Rodent Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. And that was Kim's radio voice. And, radio voice. <laughs> and this is Matt Attack, your host for this evening on the Rodent Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. And I am in the studio this evening with 68 Creep. We are going to be previewing new music from there. I need you. What's, what's on where I'm hearing the show coming back? Yeah, it's the host. That's the actual idiot here. <laughs> But a boom says right here. Says right here to please silence your phone. Uh, <laughs> and I was asking you, like, are you guys going to be nervous? And then there's someone here who's uh, observing and writing down notes and going, turn the phone off because the host, what an idiot. He didn't do that. So, <laughs> live radio. This is the best way to go about doing it, right? It. How exactly. else can we learn from if we don't home, if we right? don't make mistakes? Exactly. It, Perfect. Uh, Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yes. And if you want something to happen, you can always tweet us at Roden Hour or at Radio Free BK. We'll see whether we can make it happen. We opened the show with Stone Cold Kiss by our guest this evening, 68 Creep, from their upcoming release, Goodnight Sweet Betty. And we followed it by Save Yourself from the Improbables, who are on Hidden Volume Records, and their recently released album from Friday, uh, last Friday, which is Object to be Destroyed. Do you guys like that? Yeah. Loved great. it. I loved great. it. Yeah, okay. That was awesome. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll, I'll keep the standard yeah, up, really and, cool. and we'll, we'll keep ourselves going from there. Um, thanks very much for, for coming. When, uh, please tell me the name of your first EP that our mutual friend Kate sent me. The Rumors Are True. The Rumors Are True. Um, and it is not a rumor. Uh, Kate is an awesome person. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> so uh, Kate, who uh, plays guitar, right, mm-hmm. for Lady Business, mm-hmm. um, she was a, a guest in here, and we talked about one of their upcoming shows. It was a Punk Island Benefit, um, and we played a whole bunch of the bands who were playing, and then uh, we just had a great time. They're going to come back again, or she's going to come back again, hopefully with somebody else from Punk Island, uh, and we're going to preview more bands from Punk Island, which is going to be June 18th. Uh, the band, 68 Creep, is going to be releasing their album this Friday, at the Footlight with the 94 Knicks, who I've uh, heard uh, and are really good. Uh, so we'll hear from them later. Please tell me who else is on the bill. Uh, Alien <laughs> Grin. We have Alien Grin. And um, okay, not in my notes. <laughs> and my first question. Oh. Uh, sex Scheme. Um, actually, no. They, we did have somebody who, uh, who dropped who, off who and, dropped and that we replaced. Okay. But um, we'll get back to you with that information. <laughs> we don't want to guess. Uh, sure. But uh, yes, Alien Grint's going to kick us off with her amazing electro uh, setup um, and some really interesting vocals. So. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And you've got a tarot card reader. We do. We do. We figured to, to blow it out. We, we don't want to just, you know, we figure along with the music, we're, we're going to do a mixed media event. We're also going to have a great artist, uh, Meg Malloy, uh, do paintings. Um, while we're playing, so she's going to be painting along to the sounds of 68 Creep. And, oh, um, fantastic. Yeah, we're going to give away her, her art at the end. Um, whoever wins our little balloon raffle, which she'll, <laughs> you'll, uh, that'll be self-explanatory once you're there. But, um, but yeah, she's, she's offered to uh, show her skills, and we're excited. So. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Yeah. So, so it's gonna, she's going to be doing, like I say, so she doesn't know your set list. She knows your music, though, probably. Right, yes. Okay. And so and be- she knows my hair. She cuts it. So. <laughs> That's my connection. Meg does? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I, I, Ryan already noticed that I got a haircut yesterday. I don't know if you guys noticed. We didn't notice. No. 
I'm sorry. You look uh, it, it, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, perfectly it's, all right. Perfectly all right. Your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I, well, I, you probably don't have bands hitting on you, but you know. <laughs> well, you know, we got to make it through the hour somehow, right? I know. <laughs> and John doesn't even uh, realize when our lead singer changes her hair color, which That's is jumped back and you forth know, between John, black and red. She's always a redhead to me. I just he's always just hearing the voice and. So the start to finish of this album, I was, uh, it's not only President Trump's tweets that you can find, you know, archived, but um, I, I found one that you put out something in October, right, looking for a new singer. Yeah, yeah, and we've had it. We had an ev evolution as far as singers are concerned. So that's not a secret. Um, I, hang, hang on. <laughs> Kim, I, I think what we should all make sure people listening at home do, if, if they hear a beer opening, they should run to the fridge and get their own. Oh, I that's just right. opened a beer. Yes. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good for her voice. And if you hear me drinking coffee, me. you don't have to go alone, get, so. you know. Yeah. yeah, please don't make Kim drink no, by yourself. come on. That would, that would be a bad thing. <laughs> I'm joining her now. That's, that's not a good thing. <laughs> so uh, here, let, let me see if I can find the quote. Lana Del Rey meets David Lynch band needs new singer. Dark, heavy vibe. That sounds like us. That no, sounds okay. like one of our ads. And 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 so we're springing this on us. We, we how I found you. Oh, really? Okay. Minus the Lana Del Rey, but the David Lynch was definitely in. So when when you saw that, you yeah. were just like, yeah, yeah, that's speaking I've to me. I've never seen that, and I would regularly look on Craigslist, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was the first time I've seen that, and I was like, yes. So I. Yeah, we, we we say when in doubt, um, what would David do? <laughs> and it, it sounds like okay. a joke, but it's it's pretty much our credo. Whenever because we have a big mix of influences, and I feel like whenever we get a little bit lost, it's like are we le are we losing the Dave? You know, we we don't want to lose the connection to to just that that eeriness. And and he's you know he's got a wide selection of his own music and artists that he's he's played with. So that's been you know it's a bit of a joke, but it's actually kind of. The framework for a lot of what we do, and Kim liked that, so and it it, it attracted you. definitely. Okay, um, our fourth member of the band who is not here this evening, Sarah um, Aridi. She's actually mm -hmm. um, sitting in for us. She's she's moved on to other projects, and we're actually transitioning in our old bass player. So we have a little bit of a carousel as far as that's concerned, um, coming full circle. But yeah, she's she'll be playing with us uh, Cinco de Mayo gig at um, the Footlight, and she has her own band, uh, Del Versiera. Yeah. Okay. Excellent band, and uh, check them, them out as well. Sorry, oh, we say, just, we say it again. The Versiera. The Versiera. Yeah, we just saw them uh, Saturday night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, down at uh, Fat Baby. Yes. Or Obese Infant, as I prefer to call it. <laughs> down in Hell Square on the Lower East Side. Yes. Yes. It's a wonderful place. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, what what is a wonderful place? The Footlight is a great place to go yeah. see bands. It's our first time, so. Okay. Yeah. You, We're excited. You, you've been there before? Yes. Yes, oh, so yeah. it's a it's a nice it's a nice space. Um, doesn't replace the trash bar um, in terms of ambiance or anything like that. That was the first place I ever played a show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so let's uh, hear a little bit more from the band. If you would honestly, if you would like to send us questions, you're more than welcome to do that. We will do our best to uh, to answer them. And it's at Roden Hour or at Radio Free BK. Um, let's hear the song. Uh, I think we can tie these two together somewhat. Uh, birthday and then the song by the 94 Knicks. Um, I really want to say I don't want to date any of you. <laughs> wow. Like, <laughs> Ouch. Well, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm that's kind of why we're here. <laughs> yeah, I thought that we was thought that part this of the was contract. A... 
Yeah, we thought that was kind of the subtext of this whole show. It's like under the guise of uh, you know a band interview. <laughs> Tinder on the road now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we heard things. I guess they were wrong. Uh, people, you need to listen. To, not only is this a great song, but you need you do need to listen to the words for this. Uh, but uh, this is birthday by our guest this evening, sixty eight creep. I'm a mess and it's best that we both go our separate ways I 
is preemptive, it's helping to lead me out from your grave. And maybe someday I'll evolve to the point of not giving a shit. Ninety-four Knicks. Don't worry. Chug Rock's finest. You will find them at the ninety-four Knicks dot bandcamp dot com. And before that, we heard from our guest this evening, sixty-eight Creep. Their song "Don't Worry." Uh, sorry, birthday from their upcoming album "Goodnight Sweet Betty." And our guest this evening is going to be playing this Friday at the Footlight with who else is on the bill? We've got Alien Grin, Knights Templar, Video Beast, ninety-four Knicks, who you just heard, and sixty-eight Creep. And 68 Creep, rounding it out. And you guys are going on nice and, well, late for me. Actually, we're hitting the stage around 10, and 94 Knicks <laughs> are coming out after that. So maybe that is late for you. I sort of, you know, I sort of have that sweet spot, time. like, you know, 9, 9.30. I hear you. And then after that, it, it's, uh, that's we, it. It's over. I'm doing an early bird special, like a 4 o'clock show. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. I'm, I'm excited to go to Tompkins Square, yes. like, in a couple weeks to go see... See my guests from last week's Signals of Bedlam because they're playing at 3 o'clock. Oh, yes. There you go. So, yeah, out, exactly. outdoors and whatever. Then, great. Yeah. I can get myself Half home. price? <laughs> yeah, perfectly. Um, and then the 94 Knicks are also playing on the 18th uh, with Sex Scheme Pelvis with uh, Dollar Sign and uh, Stephanie Sasso. So you can find the 94 Knicks uh, minus Patrick Ewing. Uh, mm. At the ninety four next dot bandcamp dot maybe next time maybe next time. <laughs> maybe without, next time. Um, so I want to go back to like you guys creating the music, whether it's now with Kim or not. Um, and I don't mean to be dismissive of other bands and how they create, but when I listen to music, it almost seems like every note has a purpose. Like I, I just get the sense that there's nothing misplaced. Uh, we're not just going to play a chord for the sake of playing a chord. Like it feels like everything is in there to help create the mood, help create the vibe of the song. They yeah. work really, really hard at that. Really, like, our rehearsals. Some, I think it's our aversion to prog rock as well. Well, there, there are some <laughs> exhaustive rehearsals just working these songs from a... Really? Like, it didn't sound right that time. Yeah. Well, like, what was it? And then... Yeah, we yeah, may have just a, a, a riff that starts it out, and then we'll just keep working that until we get... You know, it, it'll just build on itself. And then we end up with this monstrosity that comes out <laughs> later. But, yes, it's a very precise monster. Yeah. That, and, but that's what I like about it. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, that was a, that, I heard that as a compliment right yes. away. I feel the space in the music, as we've heard, is, you know, it's, um, that's just as important of, as the notes. And John is a master 
at that. I mean, he's our he's our uh, big time musician, yeah. <laughs> and, and as yeah, far as I'm concerned, I'm just, um, you know, he's he's the real deal, and and I feel like I'm you know I'm slumming it behind him, just trying to keep a groove. <laughs> but he's got a very good, um, yeah, he's got a he you know he's not a solo player, but when he does do a solo, it's it's amazing, and and so you're never gonna. We rarely overplay, or if we do, we're we're pretty quick to scale mm-hmm. each other back and joke about gongs and chimes and um, <laughs> yeah. you know double neck guitars because yes. we'll, we'll feel it if it's getting a little bit in that area. And yeah, we we have you know our, our punk roots where we don't want to um, we just don't want to get too indulgent. So I, I'm of all the music that I've heard of yours, I'm trying to imagine them being played with a double neck guitar <laughs> right at, at, at any the point. gong would work well, the, the well i'm bringing a gong in. i'm gong bringing a gong really in. Need. yeah i think for the for acoustic stuff a flaming gong still is needed oh true <laughs> flaming gongs yes they were awesome bands back in the day now 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 kim had you listened to how much had you listened to the music before you sort of came to to sing oh my god uh it's been a while but i they only had a couple of songs up on the soundcloud so mm-hmm. um probably only a couple of songs uh, yeah, and then I met with Patrick, and just we clicked and wanted the same things. So. And, and so, if you don't mind me asking, like, what other bands had you been in? That because because this is like a very different vocal range that that you're using as compared to other singers. That's why it seems to me seems to be a really really good fit. Um, I started about ten years ago with a band that we were called Bread and Roses, but they are now the Last International. Um, they're like a folk rock band, I guess. We did like alternative blues. Um, we did a lot of blues covers. Um, and then I was with, I tried doing like a funk band, but that didn't, that wasn't really my style. So that didn't work. <laughs> okay. And other than that, I'm kind of like a hermit that I work alone in my bedroom. So um, no, she creates some amazing stuff. Yeah, she had her own SoundCloud yeah. up, which blew us away. Ah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So, okay. She has. A, a Don't very, talk very, about the SoundCloud. Okay, well, we will not talk about the SoundCloud. No, so, Finding yeah, so Kim really, on SoundCloud. Yes, we won't talk about that. We will not discuss it, but it is amazing if you ever heard it. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And Birthday was really the one that, that hooked me in because I just thought, screams David Lynch to me. It was, I, yeah, it was oh, so yeah. okay. So you guys. So, That's Kim's creation that we redid. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. so we kind of put the creep spin on it and heavied it up a little bit, but it's it's pretty true to the original and, and just had you know, that, that great, great vibe and, and just, you know, that melancholy. But I think that we all, we all actually have a lot of diverse tastes and that we're, we're bringing them out. That's always the decision is when do we bring this out? Because we have so many different tastes and we're constantly evolving and bringing in, you know, more keyboards that are heavy, but then we're always keep a very ethereal vibe and, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, there's going to be an evolution into, into, you know, more, uh, more keyboard and, and uh, more atmospheric. We like shoegaze. We like, Ravenettes, you know, we like Beach House. So, um, yeah, we're excited about each each album kind of doing its evolution. So. And but th- this is an album mm-hmm. as compared to just the first was an EP. Correct. Um, was the process different? So, sort of saying, okay, we're gonna stretch this out because um, I, I I've been finding a lot of people like I think indep- independent are sort of going, okay, we're gonna do an EP and we're gonna do another EP. Mm-hmm. Um, as compared to sort of saying, okay, we as a band need to probably grow and develop. If we want our, our fans to grow and supporters to grow and develop with us, we need to make sure that we take them along. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, Kim's the definitive singer that, that we've had, and we've had, you know, we've had just one other singer, but we did go through, you know, the trial and error process with, with quite a few. Um, 
And, you know, it, the people that know us have noticed from the beginning, they're like, Kim fits you like, like a glove. And I think that the challenge for us now is to just, you know, keep evolving and mm -hmm. keep everybody um, intrigued and happy because, like I said, we have extremely diverse tastes, which when John and I started, we were kind of all over the map. And until we switched to the baritone, that was, I think, the baritone and, and Kim were really when it just mm -hmm. gelled and, and came together. And we thought, let's, let's record this. Let's document this. Let's make it an actual album. This is... Um, we're we're proud of like the rumors are true. Punk yeah, really, yeah. Really we were a gypsy punk. Okay. Yeah. And actually, I have a, a side project that we we had some guys go on to Gogo Bordello. Actually, the oh, okay. our accordion player yep. is is with with them now, and the daughter of the original accordion player is um, actually helping us with this other project. But I feel like it's gone a little bit full circle because I was very into doing a gypsy oriented thing with garage rock, but I I was just starting to write songs and I, it wasn't quite gelling. And John had his famous line uh, that we're petting a, a cat backwards. And uh, he, he was right. Not my line, but okay. he was right. You're not going to take full ownership no, of that? No, no, no. Uh, Libba Cotton made that one up. She played guitar left-handed. People tried to make her play right-handed. She said it's like putting a cat backwards. It fits I many situations. It. Got it. Okay. But, yeah. So I can't take credit for it because it's a great line. Okay. okay. Now, I, when, when you're saying gypsy punk, I'm sort of thinking of the butcher knives. Yeah. Actually, okay. uh Melissa played with us, uh, accordion player. Uh, so we've we've had our we've had our uh, dalliances with um, different accordion players uh, through the through the years while we were trying to find our our sound. And and, um, and what was it that brought the two of you together well, in, in that connection to say let's let's do sixty eight creep. Let's um, create sixty eight creep. Schizophrenia. We, yeah, we used to we used literally to, we used to work together at the same ad agency. We got to talking about music and. He had a project he was working on that needed a guitar player, and I, I had made a New Year's vow that I was not going to turn down any offers to play anything. So <laughs> I, uh, so I, I, I got Wow, I feel yeah. special. No, it was, it was great because uh -huh. they, they sent me the song, and it was this really cool song that it, you know, it took me a while to, to work the part out, but then it was like, okay, this is really fun. And so we started working that way, and then that developed into one group that's developed into another group, and it has taken a few years to develop you know, like a common language and a sound where we can hear, uh, you know, we can hear something. Okay, that sounds like 68 Creep, you know. Okay. That, that's like when you, and John was the only one that could pull off the riff. And um, I was actually with my ex-girlfriend at the time who who moved from Russia when she was five. So I saw that and I thought, oh, this is perfect. We were doing, you know, Russian covers. and But we were very much all over the map, like I said. And, and John was the only one that could pull off the riff. And, and we're like, hey, you know. And so jo John and I are kind of the, the common theme through all these these evolutions. But... I mean, I didn't feel, this is an admission I shouldn't make, but I'm going to. <laughs> I didn't even, you know, like I would. Uh, we'll, we'll delete we it right boom, afterwards. Boom, boom. Yeah. No, but um, 68 Creep is, you know, the first project that I've been in that I'm proud of. And I'd actually promote and say, mm -hmm. come out and see us. Whereas everything else to me felt a little like, you know, uh, you know, you can come if you want, but this isn't quite the vision. And, and you know, it's to me, it's it's coming into fruition. And, and uh, you know, I'm really proud of it. And it took quite a while to reach that level where I actually ask my friends to come see us. Right, because now you're saying, this is how I see myself as, a, as an artist, as a musician, and the other band members I see as a reflection of what I'm doing. Right, and Kim being the, the, you know, the mouthpiece, so to speak, um, <laughs> she, I mean, her lyrics are amazing. And, and I'm a writer by trade, and, and I try to not be too OCD and too picky about some things, but, but um, and I'm not saying I'm the greatest lyricist, but her... I loved her, her lyrics and, you know, the way she interprets songs. And um, so I'm actually taking a little bit more of a backseat to the songwriting process and, and um, 
they're stepping up more to, uh, you know, some of our newer creations are really amazing. John just like a pseudo flamenco guitar meets spaghetti western on a new song we have that's uh, called Odd Father, which we're going to premiere at Footlight. Trying but, to always fit that twang in there somewhere. That's right. <laughs> that was the other thing. I was always down on the twang when we were trying to do the gypsy mm -hmm. thing. I'd be like, too twangy. But um, it fits perfectly on the baritone and, and with the David Lynch uh, theme. So it just all, and we still play with accordion sometimes. So, you know, we like that circus, that creepy circus vintage vibe. I um, need to step up my, up my game on that. Yeah. And Kim, <laughs> Kim did a song called Funhouse. That's the other thing. She wrote a song called Funhouse, which is, what are some of the lyrics? Oh, don't Sorry. <laughs> they're just beautiful. Don't they're, make me sing. They're like about, you know, like the freak show and the, right. and yeah. the, um, Fun, or uh, yeah. the mirrors and whatever, but it, it was just like I thought she gets us, and and this is great. This is exactly what what we want to do. Okay, so speaking of themes, I'm going to try and throw one in here um, from a band out in Auburn, California. And as soon as I say the title of the song, you'll see where I'm going with it. Uh, but the band is Shotgun Sawyer. They just released uh, a split album uh, called uh, Eight Bangers with uh, Bandmaster Ruckus, and the song is called Shallow Grave. Nice.
Put a spell on you. See, and you did put a spell on me right there. I got sidetracked, trying to go off on on, on other things. Uh, but and it was my my point, since we'll say it here. Uh, but the Ladybug Festival is in Wilmington, Delaware, and it's for female fronted or female dominated oh, no uh, nice. bands. And so, so I a hipper Lilith fair. Am I going too far back? No, no. <laughs> I get, I get that. <laughs> I, I the understand. The Ladybug Festival. I'm gonna make it out of that. Well, I, I think you know it's, uh, it seems to be a little bit different type of festival in terms of what they're trying to do as compared like to it. just being, who knows what, K Rock Circus or something like that. Nice. Um, and before that, we heard "Shallow Grave" by Shotgun Sawyer, who Great are from stuff. out in California. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you Home enjoyed state, that. So. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Sixty-eight creep. You got me there on that one. All right. <laughs> well, there was a song we were writing that was in 6, 8, and it had this creepy feel to it. And uh, I think we got an email. We're talking about it. And suddenly I was like, well, that seems like actually a good name for a band, you know, because so, we've been tossing around a lot of ideas you know, over time. Mm-hmm. So that one seemed like something that we hadn't heard before, and it summed up a lot of what we're kind of getting at. So Yeah, like yeah. heavy waltz. It was kind of a heavy waltz. Song and uh-huh. I barely play in three four, which I do a lot more now, <laughs> which has been great as well, the drummer. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it was always four four, just you know, rock and roll. But um, we've had actually our old bass player, her sister said, "Oh, is it um, you know a tribute to 
Night of the Living Dead and Rosemary's Baby because they were written in, in 1968. Uh, oh, okay. that, maybe that's a better story. It might be. So My story might you don't be know if this is no, this like could it. or like could it. or couldn't <laughs> be the truth. Yeah. You know, next interview we'll we'll say it. We'll say it was that. Lie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's keep okay. changing our story until we get it right. No, but I but I I like that about six eight. Yeah, people Creep seem to like the true story. So I'm a little bummed out that I I can't make up lies. <laughs> <laughs> and John chimes in for the win. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, and good night, sweet Betty. Now, see that actually made me think more of like '60s black and white horror movies as compared to the band title. Cool. It's a David Lynch quote, actually, from okay from Mulholland Drive. Um, and actually, I mean, for me, that wasn't one of my bigger movies. Of I, I loved Wild at Heart and uh, Blue Velvet. John, big Twin Peaks fan. Just rewatched the old uh, pilot last night. So, yeah, I hadn't seen it in a long, long time, but it, it was fun. It was like going back to the roadhouse and seeing these very slow, strange musical things happening. It was, it was good. And he does introduce himself at parties as the original uh, influence for the Eraserhead. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes. There were, there were and they names. believe it. There, there, there were they believe it. Very tall hair. Uh, anyone who knows me will know that. Hidden play had nothing on you. Exactly. Yeah, they, they were. That, that at some cool. point you had very tall hair. Exactly. Yes. E exactly. Yes, yeah. It was. It, yeah. Very sprouty. Okay. I think I was called the wedge at some point. Yes. Now you you were talking about you recorded the vocals in your bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. Okay. So w where was everything else recorded? I mean, this we, is a different process than when you did the EP. Or well, we did the. Um, this one we did all the basic tracks in our rehearsal studio. And, you know, you were talking about Love Honey getting in there at 9 to rehearse. Mm -hmm. We were kind of following the same thing because we had to be in there before other bands came and started making noise and would ruin our recording. So we were in very early, as early as we could all get there, and um, just recording the basic tracks in there. And then we went over to Kim's and had her do the vocals in her bedroom with her cat chiming in <laughs> as, he, as he could. So Binks. Shout out to Binks. Yeah, That's his name. Binks. Binks, spirit animal. Um, uh, the beginning of birthday, you hear him just, like that, just you know, off off in the distance. So, yeah, that, he was a he was a big influence on. We didn't put it on Black Cat. We thought that would be too That's on too, the nose. Exactly <laughs> yeah, on, on the cute little kitty nose. So, yeah. Um, but you wanted to do that because you would. Did you feel that you would be getting more of a sterile environment if you went into a studio? And, and as compared, or was it just because you wanted to do it on the cheap? Uh, it's a financial uh, aspect. Yeah. Honestly, no, no we, we did We need we did to work, work on this that. story as well, yeah. right. okay? <laughs> you know, we wanted to keep it real, man. You know what it kind of We wanted to only make like, you know, the, the, the music that the kids want to hear, man. <laughs> so we did it in the garage. Yeah, it was sort of like that. No, it, okay. it, it actually, we did, it, it does, considering what the equipment is like, and our first EP, we recorded on a little TIAC, um Tascam, right? Tascam, little tiny digital recorder. Wow. So the okay. first and one that you heard, that's yeah. what we recorded. Yeah. And this so, guy just knows how to mix like yeah, crazy. So we, then we just take that and we, we, you know, we bring it in and mix it and it, you know add a just a scosh of reverb and um, more than a scosh. Well, okay, a smidge. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, then we we you know get that that together. But yeah, so this this one we took a little different um, you know approach just to try to get a little more control over the the instruments themselves in the mixing process. So. Yeah, and I mean, we did look into studios, and, and we wanted a really raw kind of lo-fi sound, but with some good bottom as well. And, and what John did with the Tascam, um, I was amazed with and thought, you know, so it wasn't, I mean, if we found something else that would have been worth the money, but, mm -hmm. but also we can just go back and forth with 
changes because mm-hmm. we're in advertising and we're used to that and um, we're not going to strangle <laughs> each other. So. No, no, and I, I'll just add more bottom. Now, exactly. The, now the, Big bottom. Uh-huh. <laughs> the music sounds like it would be great on vinyl. Is, are there plans for that? Or is that just another... We had that in mind. That would be a really, um, as I say, an av- a nice to have. But um, <laughs> we had to Sorry, this is our old... And I should mention that we, we, met, we did meet over schizophrenia because we were marketing drugs for schizophrenia. Um, and that's... It, it kind of all makes <laughs> to sense. To induce schizophrenia? Or uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Reduce. Yeah, right. it's a new thing. There, <laughs> there's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What was bad is now, you know... Yeah, is now good. Maybe, yeah. that's, that's, health, that's healthy yeah. stuff. So... No, I, I just think be, because of the, again, I, I hate to sort of say the, the moodiness and the, and the vibe that it would seem to come across really well and be something that would be ripe for yeah, being we'd, on vinyl. We'd, we'd love it. I mean, I think that that was... <laughs> I don't have any connections. Right. right, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't give you my card. Out. Um, yeah, th- I think that'll happen. I think that'll happen at some point. Um, maybe not with this release, but definitely at some point. Okay, cool. We are talking with 68 Creep who are going to be releasing their new album, Good Night, Sweet Betty, Friday night. Is there any significance to Cinco de Mayo? It's just a, we're going to come out and we're going to drink. Pretty much. Okay. But it gives, also gives us the opportunity to tie in all the other fun things as compared to it being on May 6th. Right. Uh, it was a happy accident. Uh, you know, we can pretend that it was uh, part of the plan, but. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's, it's all part of the plan. Recording <laughs> yes. in the garage. Luck is the residue of design. It's all part of a huge plan that we're, we're going to take this to the top. We're going to ride this rocket till it pops. It's going to be great. There we go. I cut myself off. <laughs> Perfect. But it is going to be, be painful. <laughs> yeah. It is going to be Friday night at the Footlight um, with, again, who's on the bill? We've got Alien Grin, Knights Templar, Video Beast, 94 Knicks, and ourselves, 68 Creep. And I should mention, too, that Callie Brennan is doing the tarot reading. She's an amazing uh, reader. And Meg Malloy uh, will be painting um, on stage. And, and I should also give a big shout-out to our manager, uh, Tracy Keevan, who's helping us put all this together. And, and you know, God knows why she does it, but um, we're glad she does <laughs> We're very P- happy. Thank pure, you, love, pure love. Pure <laughs> love. Um, She's been amazing. Show starts when? Uh, starts at eight. Okay. Um, physical copies of the CD available at the show, or is this only going to be available as a download from? We have uh, download cards. Mm-hmm. If you come to the show and say "68 Creep," you get a free download card for two uh, two songs, and then uh, everything else will be available on um, Amazon, iTunes, and a lot of other. Uh, downloadable places. Okay. And some amazing art by a fellow uh, advertising a friend of ours, Kalina Hariza. Yes. Okay. She did the cover art. Yes. Yeah, she's a great painter. And yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're really lucky to, to have her work, um, you know, on our, on our album. So we're thankful. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Kalina. And if you missed any of this show and uh, you want to get a quick nap and wake up at 3 a.m., uh, you can hear it in its entirety if, uh, if you like. Or uh, if you have friends and family over in Europe, um, we have about 20% of our listening audience over in uh, London and the U.K. So um, send them all the information, get them to tune in when they get up bright and early in the morning, go to work with all new music from 68 Creep in their head. Great. Thank you so much. Um, So we're going to get out of here with Black Cat, with no... No no cats. With no no. no cat. Um, By our guest, 68 Creep. We're going to follow it with the song by Gunfight uh, from their new release, which was last weekend. And then a mutual uh, band or 
friends that we all enjoy. You guys have played with. They've been guests on, on my show. I love seeing them. And I know they're actually recording new music right, right. now as well. Right. Oh, yeah. Exciting. Which is fantastic. It is exciting. And that's going to be uh, Twin Gun. So you've been listening to The Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Black Cat by 68 Creep.
you say so 